0: Well, speaking of podcasts, if, if you had a podcast, who would you interview and why? I know we were discussing before we turned it on. Um, I don't have an answer right now, so somebody else has to go.
1: <laughs> John, hey, Nate, do you want to
0: go?
2: Yeah, John, I'll go first.
3: Have, I think you have a fun one.
2: Yeah, so um, I would um definitely want to bring um on my post podcast um uh, Kevin Mitnick because um you know he has a lot of fun story, he has gone to jail before, and now um is like a security consultant, which um different companies are are you know like um doing business with him, you know, bring him on different shows, you know, to talk about you know how to um get themselves secured and how to secure the organization. Um things like that. So I just want to like know how he started, you know, being a hacker and how we ended up in jail and something like that. That's awesome.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah, um, yeah Kevin Mitnick he he writes a lot of books and um John, the, the book that I was trying to find earlier uh, is Ghosts in the Wires. So that's one that I actually do own. Um, I just can't find it at the moment. But the okay. I think I I would love to interview s- some type of spy, you know, that's done the clandestine work, um although I know that they can't share anything, so it would be probably a really boring podcast. <laughs> um you know, so th- there is a podcast that I listen to called uh Layer 8 Security or I I think that's right. Um Layer Eight, sorry, eighth layer insights, and it's all about kind of the spies and, you know, that kind of stuff. So um, I really enjoy that one. I would love to do that. Um, otherwise, probably just some of my friends, right? You know, that friends that are in the industry doing their um, security work and um, just being able to bounce ideas off of each other. You know, so I, I've got a buddy that I was literally just Texting this morning, saying, "Hey, by the way, here's some uh, Azure security stuff that you should be aware of." Um, so, um, I know he listens to this, so uh, you know, maybe we'll invite him on next time. So,
1: <laughs> Nate's like, "Shout uh, out! You should definitely get on the podcast." Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Or just come work for us. I'd rather, I'd rather uh, have you work for us than just join a podcast. How about so, yeah. both? Both, yeah, yeah. you know, he can be on all the podcasts you want. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> exactly, you're like, you can just be one of the regulars now, hundred yeah. percent. come work for exactly. CID. You can be a regular in the podcast. CID
2: slash careers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so, um, I, I started to, um, I, I didn't, I didn't remember to include this that Kevin Mitnick also influenced, you know, my book. You know, when I read his book, The Art of Invest, um, invisibility. So then. That influenced the book I wrote that is on Amazon. So uh, I just started like gathering some ideas. Like, okay, I let me write something to help the people. You know, it was during pandemic that I wrote my book, and you know, like a lot of people were fully victim of cyber attack and all that.
3: Yeah, so I, I guess maybe I could summarize both John and I's as, um, interview. Those that have inspired you. Right. So if you're saying Kevin's inspired you, you know, my my friend was actually an old boss and everything like that who inspired me. Right. So um, but again, continue just learning from those that inspire and helped you grow. So,
1: 100 percent.
3: Kelsey, did you, did you have anyone?
1: Did I have anyone? Well, I felt like it was such a wide range. of like, I'd like to talk to this person, this person. I'm like, I don't even know if I'd be comfortable enough talking to these people or what I would ask them. But I think if I kept it broad. A, I want to call it a little bit of chaos. I'm just saying. I already have a name for it. I don't know what we're talking about, but I got a name for it. Um, But I think I'd really like to just talk to different creatives regardless of the field. I think that that would be so interesting to just talk to somebody completely different every single day because those are the type of podcasts I like to listen to as I was like, this doesn't have to do with my day to day necessarily, but it does cause me to look at things differently and go, oh, hey, there's no reason why I have to be doing it that way. Or, you know, you get those really interesting life stories of them going, this was the moment when I decided this is what was important to me. So that's my kind of North Star. I was like, oh, interesting. I'm like, you have such a life purpose that I don't always feel like I have. So I'm like, that would be essentially the, like, chaos of it all, of being like, hey, this is our excuse to talk about anything within the realm of do you
0: feel like you're creative? Because everybody is. So... Interesting. That's so interesting because I kind of went the same route. Which is so funny. Um, I-, I thought the first thing I thought of. Um, I have an old professor who just started a podcast that is kind of that, where she's like talking to creatives and talking to like her students or her coworkers. And I'm like, I would love to just sit down and talk to her again. You know, just an excuse to go back to those people who influenced me, um, and just kind of see. Where they're at now and how they've grown and how they've changed. So, yeah, very similar to Kelsey, just those creatives in the world. So interesting.
1: We'll be co-hosts. This is fun. This is gonna be our yes, new look we got at it.
0: this Oh my gosh, we've we got a whole new podcast. Awesome, I love it. Well, today on our Tech for Business podcast, uh, we're talking. Kelsey and I are joined by Nate, our director of cybersecurity, and John, our SOC technician. Um, we're talking about learning, we're talking about growing, we're talking about specifically staying up to date in cybersecurity. And I want to start with Nate, just really broad as to, it seems like an obvious answer, but why this topic is important and why it's so important, especially in cybersecurity, to stay up to date.
3: Yeah. uh, So, with cybersecurity, um, one of the main things there is it is rapidly changing, right? It, it, you know, the the tech that was here last year is already different, right? The the vulnerabilities that were there um, yesterday, there's already new ones, right? Um, you know, and there's there's items such as zero day vulnerabilities, right? These are ones that are actively being exploited by a threat actor. Um, and there's no patch available for it. So how do you start protecting networks, right? Um, there's the market, especially in cybersecurity, is shifting so rapidly, right? We we see um, a vendor that's here today and they get acquired and absorbed into the next vendor tomorrow. And uh, we, you know, we see this all the time, even with solutions that we use today. Um, so it, the it's just rapidly changing, and so that's one of the reasons why I love it. Is it is not a uh, a stale or stagnant uh, environment. Um, there's always something to learn. Um, and then again, what was here yesterday, it's already old news. Got to learn the next thing. Um, or you know, reading items that predictions for the next year that you find out are either completely wrong because the entire industry has shifted or um, again, just thought provoking items to start getting us into the right mindset. Um I'd say that's the biggest reasons why. Um now how do you do it? That's a whole different topic that we're gonna yeah. get into. Um I'll I'll just say it's not something you can do alone. So I I rely heavily on my teams as well here. So um John, maybe, you know, do you want to start just some of the basic things that you're doing today to try and keep yourself up to date? And, you know, I can talk a little bit about what I'm doing. And, you know, I I think what what we'll find out is everyone has a slightly different approach that works for them. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, definitely, um, but I would just like to circle back a bit um, to the introduction you gave about why it is important, you know, to stay up to date. It is very, very crucial to stay up to date because, just like you mentioned, the cyber uh, the the, the cyber security landscape, you know, changes all the time, and that is why um, what I tell my friends, you know, that want to come into cyber security, I always tell them, hey, if you are lazy you can't get into cybersecurity because everything changes all the time. So you need to do a lot of reading, you know, you need to attend seminar, podcasts, belong to different organization, you know, like here in Kansas City, I actually belong to um, an organization, Information Systems Security Association. So, you know, I listen to, um, they they bring um, different speakers every month, you know, so I joined the, um, the virtual conference, I joined the webinar and things like that. So um, it is very, very crucial, you know, to stay up to date because the goal of cybersecurity in the first instance is, um, you know, to to have confidentiality, integrity, and availability of data. And it is not possible if you are not trying to stay up to date. There's no way you can comply with the goal of cybersecurity. Um, So um, talking about, um, you know, How do I stay up to date? So part of the way I stay up to date is training. Training security awareness, you know, here in CIT, we are meant to do no before training. No before training, we actually expose you, you know, to staying up to date, um, concerning how, you know, um, um, how people can, you know, come up with different phishing attack. So uh, no before, um, it's, it's like a simulation of this type of attack, you know, you see it in your email all the time. So that is an aspect of how we stay up to date. And apart from that, we also have like video training, you know, from no before on how to protect password authentication and stuff like that. Then apart from that, um, apart from the fact that it, it mimics, you know, the real um, security um, phishing scenario, you know, it's also make you understand a lot of things that is going on you know within the organization so an instance of that is I, i was reading something yesterday how somebody tricked um a company into um clicking a link you know by changing the top level domain the domain of that organization is actually .org and this person cooked up an account and you know and the account says .net and and you know they sent an email to this person working for an organization to send an invoice and the person fell for it, you know. So, if, yeah. <laughs> so uh. if, if, if this person has already, you know, um, witnessed some kind of no before training, I think something like that shouldn't have happened.
3: Yeah, I guess. You, you helped think about two different ideas or bring up two different ideas uh, for me is um, security training, right? is incredibly important for any organization. Um, so if you take a look at the, you know, kind of the global metrics or, you know, United States or so, I should say, um, is on average an organization, depending on the the industry, right? So, you know, for example, technology tends to be a little bit lower, manufacturing tends to be a little bit higher on the the percentage of people that fall for phishing emails. Um, And we see this, you know, across all of our different customers, All right? We have different industries, metrics, all that fun stuff. Um, But typically it's between, I'm gonna say just 15 to 35% um, percent of people that fail when you first start a security training uh, initiative and then after about a year we tend to see that drop below 10 percent um, down into the threes the fives so the regular testing is incredibly important um, here at CIT we test employees all the time um, you know it, it, they probably get annoyed <laughs> at it but you know rather than doing the, the <laughs> compliance checkbox saying did you do this uh, annually, here at CIT, we do it at minimum of weekly, uh, right? And we do see the fruit that comes from those initiatives. Um, our scores are dramatically low, which is phenomenal. Here, uh, we we put a lot of training in, um, and it, and it does pay off. Uh, and then the other thing that I think John was talking about as well, and uh, specifically just coming from a little bit of my incident response background, is um, experience, right? You know, is uh, John was talking about someone spinning up a, a domain similar to it and falling for it. We see it all the time, right? especially with things like fraudulent wire transfers, right? Someone impersonates you um, and we see that. So experience obviously is incredibly crucial. Um, you know, the, the, the security training that's being provided by some of these tools are incredibly useful. Um, one of the other things that... Uh, John had mentioned was continual training and you know doing that kind of stuff Uh, there's a lot of great online resources uh, completely for free as well so um, I've used hack the box right so if you're into uh, more of a offensive security which is more of the the attacking not just a um, offensive because it's uh, mean or anything like that but hack the box is a a website that you can go to to practice hacking uh, right and then John, uh, you flagged our security tool on
2: your lab um, that you were just playing with. Which one were you just playing with? Um, So I was playing with um, Blue Team Labs. You know, it has a lot of attack scenarios, you know, that you can come up with, you know, just do the investigation and being being able to, like, write a report about it. Then there's also um, Over the Wire game. So that, that is actually a game that, that teaches, um, the Linux operating system, you know, and a bunch of commands, you know, under the Linux operating system. So if, if you get to a certain level, it will tell you to look for a password to crack a password, to enter the next level. So that teaches a lot of, you know, hacking skills and how to protect people and organizations. Yeah.
3: yeah. So there you go. There's a a a red team or offensive or you know attacking lab. We also have that blue team um, defensive um, you know lab that we also mentioned there. So there's two two different routes if you're interested there. Um, Certifications Uh, here at CIT we put heavy heavy emphasis on continual education um, and wanting to push uh, employees to get the next you know certification training whatever it is. So. You know, we have people doing the, you know, A plus, Net plus, Security plus, Server plus, Certified Ethical Hacker, SISM, <laughs> CISP, you, you name it. Right? There's all these different certifications. Azure, John, I think you're working on an Azure cert at the moment um, as well. But, um,
2: you know. It's, yes. Um, yes. <laughs> <all of laughs> Thanks, them. Nate. Yeah. So, um, and thank you, Nate, for the mentorship program you introduced us to, um, the CISSP mentorship program, the FRCQ. So I'm also on that one. So um, probably when I finish writing my Azure um, certification, then I will jump onto that one. So in CIT, you know, we are encouraged all the time to take all this um, certification because we need to stay updated all the time because if you are out of date there's no way we can help our customers you know um to help them fix their security issue so we need to be up to date um we need to con- constantly you know do a lot of training do a lot of certification so that we can catch up with the current trend in the world of cybersecurity Mhm So yeah, oh,
0: sorry I was going to ask um I know you're talking very very much in the work environment like with certifications and stuff I'm curious as to what you both do outside of the work environment to stay up to date um I know there's some like blogs and books and things that you'd kind of mentioned what are you doing in your free time to to continue your education I I, I
3: think Kelsey already <laughs> knows my answer to this oh, um <laughs> so this is one that i'll preface is i tell my team all the time do as i say not as i do uh because my the the next thing i'll say is what free time um oh,
0: fair. so okay.
3: so I, I i try not to have my team work long hours or you know over the yeah. weekends or anything like that do as i say not as i do because i'm a the worst example of that but <laughs> for those that are listening if if you have free time um i so personally i don't watch a lot of these um labs like i'll i'll join them from time to time you know i i consider those going like deep into a particular topic um for me on the on the daily basis i don't have my phone on me at the moment but um I use a lot of RSS feeds. So if you're not familiar with RSS feeds, you subscribe to basically a website and then as the website posts new articles, it gets delivered to whatever you're using. So I use an app called Feedly, Um, you know, not a sponsor. It's completely free if you wanna use it. You know, the the free plan is somewhat limited on what you can do, but for my needs, it's completely sufficient. Within there, I break it into three different categories. I have an alerts section. So what are some of the critical alerts that are coming in? So if items such as uh SISA, uh, they are a government entity that puts out new alerts saying new vulnerable, you know, systems, everything, or the ones that are known to be exploitable. Um, I have a whole section called blogs. And so just as people are writing different blog posts, you know, less newsy. Then I have a whole section to that. I I have I, I took a picture of it earlier, but you know, things like CSO Online, Dark Reading, Health IT Security, Krebs on Security, uh, Schneier on Security, and te- All of them have uh, security, I guess. Uh, the CyberWire, right? And then I have a whole section regarding news. Uh, and so things like Bleeping Computer is uh, one of them. But I, I probably have 40 or 50 different news sources that are all coming in. And, you know, if I have two minutes, three minutes, whatever, I'll just open up my Feedly app, take a look at the top trending things, you know. And because I have coverage on so many different websites, oftentimes if something is critical or emerging you'll see that there's you know four articles about the similar thing so it quickly bubbles up to the top um so i can do that and then after i start getting through all the you know most critical or uh kind of the trending stuff then i can flip over to all and look at all the posts that have come through um that's probably the best way that I know of. And then as I'm just, you know, mowing the lawn or whatever it is, uh, shoveling, because it seems like we just continually get snow here in Minnesota. Um, I listen to a lot of podcasts as well. So a couple of the big ones that I listen to, I already talked about the Eighth Layer Insights, more on the spy kind of side. But there's a CISO podcast. Um, There's Darknet Diaries, which is more of a storytelling, Um, phenomenal podcast if you haven't listened to it. Um, CyberWire Daily, that's a podcast that's just dedicated to uh, yesterday's cybersecurity news, right? So if you're hopping in the shower, brushing your teeth, whatever it is, throw on that podcast, listen to that yesterday's news. If you miss something, they'll cover it. Um, I touch on a lot of stop, uh, stuff there, but that's my regimen is, you know, mornings or when I'm busy doing something driving, I listen to a podcast if I have a couple minutes to – Look at my phone, then I'll do the more the RSS feeds. John, do you have yeah. free
0: time?
2: <laughs> oh yes, I do.
0: <laughs> so <part> of, <laughs> it's so though. <fast>, well.
2: <laughs> yeah, so but part of my free time, I also um, use it to listen to like some podcasts, and uh, apart from that, I subscribe to different you know YouTube YouTube channel. So um, I'm always on Secure Word um, Security Weekly um the hacker news and just like nate also mentioned um i also do blueprint cyberwire daily darknet diaries so then apart from those um i also like listening to this guy i subscribe to his youtube channel i don't know if nate knows him network chuck his name is ne- his name We're- is Nick. Ne- yeah he's i, I will send you together here yeah i will send you his link uh, i mean he's is really good he talks about the new trend in the world of cybersecurity, and you know like he knows a lot about networking so because i i want to be learning more about networking as well so i like following him you know so that that when i have my free time that is where i go to learn stuff <laughs> yeah
3: Yeah, one thing that I was going to touch on earlier that I didn't was utilizing our own teams and staff here at CIT, right? So um, we've got a lot of really, really smart security people here um, and even just smart techs in general that, you know, I happen to read the news while I'm eating lunch and send me an article or or something, right, to help continue educating me. Um, I know that I don't know uh, everything and I know that I'm not going to be able to read everything at any given point so if there is something really important like again john mentioning some of his favorite youtube channels is sharing it right you know he just mentioned one that i've never heard of before so uh one that i'm sure a lot of people have heard of at least if you're in the security industry uh, again continuing the youtube uh topic is john hammond i i i try and watch a lot of john hammond he is one of the smartest offensive security guys uh, that is public that I know of. Um, you know, he's always posting new things. I I think I literally just had one pulled up uh, right before this as I was getting ready to eat lunch. It was all about how to test your EDR solutions um, with third-party testing, essentially, right? How do you ensure that the investments that you put in place are successful? And so that's something that you know CIT has done. But it's also something that he's trying to educate others on as well. So, Um, And then I I guess one other one, YouTube channel, while I'm on the topic, is uh, 13 Cubed. So it's a far less known YouTube channel, but it's heavy, heavy, heavy on forensics. Um, So, you know, what are the the inner workings of Windows file system and how it keeps track of time and uh, updates, you know, the... Date updated, right? Or date modified or date created fields because there's nuances between all that. That YouTube channel digs into that. Um, so if anyone's looking for some good nighttime listening, uh, put you to sleep. That's probably one of them for you.
1: New bedtime stories, which I really quickly want to go. You just, A, we got a huge laundry list of going, all this is great. So for anybody listening, we will get the links from these two and put them into the yeah. podcast. So if you were trying to go, hey, wait, go back, pause it. We'll get there 100% because that's what my brain just said. Is I was like, I'm never gonna remember all of these, but they all sound fabulous. But also, right, if part of our audience is not technical, not just doing cybersecurity day in and day out, I know from a personal standpoint, right, that I'm lucky enough that when something happens with, say, one of our web plugin tools. I get a message from Nate going in the morning going, hey, there's something going on. Do we have this? And then I can go check it. And I'm like, oh, I got my whole back covered by an entire team that's looking out for these things and double checking my work, which is fabulous. But I can only imagine for somebody running a business if cybersecurity is only one of the hats that you wear. And we just listed out things that, as Nate pointed out, may take up all of your free time just to stay up to date with all of this. How would you? And granted, it sounds like I'm totally leading into a sales pitch of going work with CIT, which spoilers is one of the answers. But is that kind of the best way if you're running a small to medium business is to find a cybersecurity partner?
3: Uh, yeah, like you said, that is the correct answer, <laughs> at least uh, from my <laughs> yeah, selfish uh, yeah. plug-in there. But um, yeah, so you know, if for example, if there's something that you know you're working with CIT on, um. Again, our teams are staying up to date on this. So I'll I'll use uh, one of the latest ones was um, Outlook. Outlook had a major, major vulnerability that um, someone could send you an email. You never had to interact with it, but your computer could send your um, kind of password, encrypted password out to the threat actor. They could then use that to try and get into your network. Um, Zero interaction. It was extremely critical, right? That's something that CIT we saw we put in custom scripts to remediate it on our customers behalves we notified the customers saying we are going to do this and then we pushed that out to the thousands of endpoints that we have to make sure that those were mitigated as fast as possible right so that is the value that you're going to get out of some type of partnership Um, if you're just looking for staying up to date like i said Those RSS feeds, the YouTube channels, the, you know, whatever your flavor of learning is, you know, watching, reading, whatever it is, um, there's so many great resources out there.
2: Yes. Then, apart from that, monitor your environment, testing, and regular L check of some of the um, security tools, those also matter. Mm hmm.
3: Yeah, one of the things I think you'll find um, for anyone that is interested is the security community is very, very interested in sharing um, knowledge with the wider community because we all know that um, it takes a village to actually protect all these organizations, right? Um, There's a, you know, on a last podcast, or so we did the whole thing about a shortage of cybersecurity labor right is there's already a labor so there's already a deficiency of people that can actually patch these things so rather than trying to keep all that in you know our own heads let's share so you'll find a lot of security people are you know doing online writings Uh, you know john mentioned that he wrote a book about it Uh, we've got youtube channels uh, we're sitting on this podcast right now uh, if you're still listening but i hope you're still listening oh
0: yeah
2: (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah exactly so um yeah basically so staying up to date has to do with um you know protecting your business you know which is synonymous with protecting your customers and that is what is always fueling my own passion about anything i want to do like the book i wrote you know just to you know just to help people you know i believe i am in the cybersecurity profession because i don't want to see anybody cry (laughs) you know so i'm always trying my best you know to, to assist the little way I can. And some of our customers um, within CIT, they, will, they can also testify to that because if anybody reaches out to me and say, oh, this um, this thing is going on with me, can you help me look at it? Even if I'm doing something that is, that is not too important at that moment, I'll quickly jump on the call, you know, just to help them look at what is going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: and as we kind of wrap up here, um there's any kind of closing thoughts anything you want to share anything you know if somebody's listening to this podcast and they're feeling like overwhelmed or they're feeling like i am so behind any practical do this today advice that you could maybe give them
2: okay um i will say this staying up to date is not something that is negotiable Especially if you if if you think about the zero trust and the Joe Biden's executive order um in improving the nation's cybersecurity. So you are less vulnerable if you are on the latest software and application. So try as much as possible, you know, to stay up to date by using um authentication app, you know. Check your information if they are not on the darknet or dark web or deep web, you know, always um, try to ask, uh, attend conferences, webinar and all of those things and try to monitor them. Just like I said before, monitor your environment and then do regular check of your security information and event management too and things like that. Then attend podcast, you know, just to generalize everything like, you know, like we've been saying, you know, just in conclusion. That's yeah, that's some great stuff, John. I love that you took it um, completely to
3: the super practical level, right? Not even anything really about sharing. Just saying, by the way, you should start focusing on this. Um, mm-hmm. I am I am going to bring it a little bit back to some of the news sources. Um, you know, since John covered that one so well, um, is trying to find websites or uh, blog posts or anything that's relatable to your industry. So if you're in healthcare, right? I'm going to call this one out again: health IT security. There's a whole website dedicated to that, um, and what is coming down, you know, for you know the, the latest regulations, you know, the, the revisions that are happening. Uh, and then also there's just other components. So for example, if you're more of an executive, probably websites like the CSO Online, right? Is it's intended for um, it's extremely high level um, reading and, co- you know, I'm not going to say comprehension, but it's intended for executives. Right. And so now if you're a technical person, you know, maybe you're trying to break into cybersecurity, maybe more of the technical ones are going to be of interest to you. So don't. I recommend John Hammond, but I don't because uh, he is up here. You know, I, I try and follow along there, but a um, lot of lot of great articles out there to really fit what you're looking for um so again we can provide all these in the the notes and everything um but start taking a look at them right just even one of them just to say this applies to my industry and i should be aware of it maybe you bookmark it and look at it at lunch or something right but if you want to get completely flooded with articles then i would say take a look at something like the RSS feeds or some other way to gather data from a lot of different sources. And then at that point, you'll start really seeing a comprehensive coverage of the entire industry, not just specific to you.
0: Perfect. Well,
3: and then I work with made... CIT. So. Yeah,
0: first. Yeah, I was going to say like if you need anything, feel free to reach out to us. You can, we can get you in contact with both of these people, um, or anyone else that you're interested in in speaking to, and and just getting some information. You know, we can, we're always here to help. So thank you, Nate. Thank you, John, for joining us today. And if you are curious about cybersecurity in general or um, how CIT can help you and support you, reach out to us at info netcom or head out to our website at cit-net.com slash podcast. And we'll be back next week with an all new episode.